Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get going, I want to take a moment to tell you about some exciting news for high school sports fans across the country. SB Live Sports has launched a free iPhone and Android app featuring the latest high school sports news, scores, videos, polls, photos, podcasts, player rankings, and much more. With the SB Live Sports app, it is now even easier to follow your favorite team. With real-time scores and news alerts, as well as video highlights, podcasts, photo galleries, rankings, game coverage, and much more, the app delivers all the content you want in one convenient place. The SB Live Sports app features exclusive content from on-the-ground reporters across the country, and it's the number one source for Washington high school sports fans. With coverage from reporters Todd Millis and Andy Bueller, me, Dan Dickow, SB Live's recruiting expert, this SB Live Sports app is available at no charge in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Download it today. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, I mean, I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to today's episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow, for SB Live Sports and the Believe Podcast Network. Today's conversation, a regional one that I'm excited about because he's a co-worker with me at SB Live Sports, where he focuses on the state of Washington, high school preps, uh, coverage. He's a fellow Gonzaga grad, grew up in the Portland area. Went to Jesuit High School, where there is a tremendous amount of athletic history, tradition, and success. My fellow colleague, Andy Bueller. Andy, thanks for joining. A little different. Usually you and I uh, share the mic on a podcast focused just on Washington sports, but today I get to ask the questions of you. How are you today? I'm doing well, Dan. I appreciate you having me on. Um, It's uh, it's exciting to uh, jump from... Uh, the producer chair to uh, the proverbial uh, onto the microphone. So, so I appreciate that. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And you're someone who gets, has a lot of experience of, of asking questions today. I'll be asking a few of you and kind of hearing your thoughts, some of your feedback. When you look at your role and your job with SB live sports, uh, you cover high school sports in Washington uh, across the spectrum. It could be, uh, boys basketball, football, volleyball, bowling, you name it, you cover it. Uh, is there one in particular that is the most challenging? Yeah, honestly, I think, you know, for me, it's it's football. Um, you know, I, I didn't grow up playing football. I grew up watching football. And so, um, you know, it's trying to become a student of the game and, and trying to uh, – really ingratiate myself with, you know, the ins and the outs. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, again, it's, it's one thing to, to watch it. It's another to cover it. They're just the complexities with that game um, are, I, I've, I've found challenging in a really exciting way. Like, you know, for, for me uh, and what we do and what I do as a reporter is I try to bring, you know, I try to bring a game to life uh, through the stories of the people who play it. And so that's, that was a great entry point into, um, you know, doing this and, uh, you know, as, as I've done it more and more, and, and as we, we kind of have to wear a lot of hats as reporters, um, you know, it's part of being a journalist is, is accepting the fact that, you know, you don't know all the answers and that actually, you know, once you do that, that's really advantageous because you go in and just ask very basic questions. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, that, that helps get very basic answers that formulate, um, you know, a complete story. So I'd have to say football, although, you know, if I jog my memory back to like my first story I ever wrote in college, it was on uh, women's rugby. And I, I, I was Googling rugby. I was, you know, I was, it, it was to the point where I, I had no idea, uh, you know, the first thing about that sport. Um, but, uh, you know, again, it was, it, it's all about, you know, learning about the stories of the people who play it and, uh, and kind of allowing that to bring the sport to life. Going back to talking about your first uh, article you wrote when you were at college, you also went to Gonzaga, which I mentioned in the intro. Um, when you got to campus in Spokane, did you know you were going to be a journalism major? Is that something that you had interest in growing up, um, being around Jesuit high school, being at Jesuit high school, or is it something that you fell into? Because I've talked to a number of, of authors or um, journalists that said, you know what? Um, I didn't start off on this path. I just really liked sports. And then, you know, there was an opportunity and then one conversation led to another and I kind of ran with it. How did you, uh, how did your interest get peaked and what, what was that like? Yeah. When I was in middle school, I, I was a, a weird kid who would wake up early in the morning and get the newspaper off of the front doorstep and, read the sports section front to back. And so from an, uh, I guess an early-ish age, um, I really fell in love with uh, sports writing and, and I was drawn to sports uh, through, you know, the stories, getting to know, you know, players beyond what you see on TV, um, you know, reading agate box scores in the back of a newspaper. And so, um, you know, I, I, I grew up with a love for newspapers and for uh, sports coverage and that was really confirmed when you know, I took a journalism class in high school and uh, an alum uh, who's uh, a few years older than me, uh, Connor Letourneau, who now covers uh, the Golden State Warriors for the San Francisco Chronicle. He came back and spoke to our class. And uh, just, I think at the time, I can't remember what he, maybe he was covering Cal at the time, but uh, maybe he wasn't even at the Chronicle yet. He started at the Oregonian out of college and uh, covering Oregon State and just the way that he described uh, his uh, job and the day-to-day -day. was the first time I'd ever heard anyone a sports writer describe like what their day-to-day -day is like some of the things that um, the ins and outs of, of that profession and, and obviously you know I, I think back then you know a lot of it I'm, I'm looking at it through rose tinted specs going oh my gosh you know you you know, I, I love sports so much and I can see, I, I can be so close to the action and, and, you know, really carry the responsibility of documenting and, and, 
and telling these athletes stories. And the prospect of that was really exciting to me. And so when I showed up at Gonzaga, I, I think I, you know, I knew uh, that I wanted to do that. I knew that sports writing was a very hard thing to break into. And, uh, you know, I was told pretty early on that, um, you know, you know, majoring in journalism, taking journalism classes was step one. And step two was finding opportunities to uh, do the work and get the reps in. And those came at the student paper at Gonzaga, um, you know, part-time gigs, uh, you know, call taking at the Spokesman Review, uh, you know, writing uh, you know, college football, basketball recaps for the Associated Press in Spokane. Um, I just kind of in college uh, came in with that mindset of, you know, hey, I, I need to do this. I don't really know how, uh, you know, or why, or I mean, I guess I, I don't know. There wasn't a specific formula for breaking in like there is, you know, friends who, you know, went into accounting and, and you know, all the different, um, you know, pretty direct paths that you have to take to do different things. Uh, and so, you know, I learned kind of once I learned what it was going to take, that's when I found the drive to really make it happen and, and kind of do a, a Marsha Brady and, and sign up for as many things and, and jump into as many opportunities as I could. Now, you mentioned your first uh, story that you wrote for the Gonzaga Bulletin was on, on women's rugby. Uh, if I if if I can guess correctly, I'm guessing your favorite experience working for the Gonzaga Bulletin and being a part of that would have been covering the final four. Am I correct in that assumption? And if so, how either overwhelming was that experience for a young journalist or was it just exciting? It was uh, all the above. (laughs) It was was unbelievable. Um, At that point, uh, I had just been, uh, I had finished up my stint as editor-in-chief of the paper that fall semester. And so in the spring, which would have been like the home stretch of the college basketball season, I was, it wasn't really in a specifically defined role with the paper, but had done a little bit of everything at that point uh, from, you know, starting as a contributor and coming on as a staff writer, then sports editor, managing editor. And, and so um yeah, I definitely had you know the ex, kind of the experience in, in leading some of the sports coverage at the at the uh, for the paper, but I really had no idea that I was going to end up going to the NCAA tournament. Um, and so I, I had covered it uh, once or twice before uh, in, in the years prior, but it was uh, well, I think it was once um, I think it was the Elite Eight win uh, over Xavier, was it in 2017? Uh, Xavier West was no, it was West Virginia. No, West Virginia was 16, and then Xavier was Elite Eight, I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I watched that game at Jack and Dance, and we had, like, the Bulletin had reporters and photographers down in uh, the Bay Area covering those games, and uh, I remember getting a call. Uh, I was with uh, with the editor-in-chief at the time, a good friend of mine and a great writer, Eden Lassie, um, and uh, we were together after that game, uh, just kind of taking in the mayhem that was campus and the Logan neighborhood after the Zags reached their first Final Four and uh, got a call from uh, the director of student publications saying, you know, hey, since we're going to the Final Four, uh, we really think, uh, you know, we really want to do it big with, with uh, that kind of coverage. And so um, we sent, uh, ended up sending a team of people down there. Um, and that was, so I, it was really unexpected and, and it was obviously a lot of fun to be down there and definitely the biggest event I'd ever covered. Uh, and still to this day, it's, I mean, it's not even close, but uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think 
having a team of really talented uh, student journalists and really driven student journalists too um, next to me and and going through all that made it a, a heap of a lot easier. We put together a kind of my assignment down there was to you know oversee coverage a little bit and put together a commemorative uh, book slash magazine for the season that we handed out at graduation to students. And uh, so it was more kind of an editor role, uh, but you know, that, I mean, you, you know, Dan, that you get, you get into a football stadium uh, that, that has a basketball court at the center of it. And I remember sitting there, uh, you know, uh, on national championship day, being kind of down in the, the bunker court side and just looking around and going, I, I can't even process the gravity of, of, of this event. Have you ever had a pair of sunglasses that you've lost and become frustrated you lost them? that were scratched or just quite frankly didn't fit very well well look no more canon sunglasses are the best i repeat the best you will not be disappointed in canon sunglasses they are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity they're made to be clearer lighter and stronger they're also Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So you add the lenses and the frames to create a powerful sunglass combo. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T. One five, Canon, clearly better. Yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing event, and uh, it's something that hopefully you get a chance maybe to cover at some point. Uh, because I know a lot of people uh, start at the high school level and have aspirations to to move to college or professional sports. I love working with you at SB Live, so I'm I'm, I'm saying this as a friend and as a colleague. Stay with us, stay with us as long as possible because you do tremendous work. Talking about SB Live now, we are a different platform than your typical newspaper story, uh, newspaper. How does what you do with SB Live differ from what a lot of journalists would do in the newspaper industry that is print media? Yeah, I think the the beauty of it is that it's it's really similar. Uh, the the day to day and the and the job itself is is fairly similar. I think we we try uh, you know a lot of different things um, you know because you know in a way we have to we have to be creative, um, and you know being an online only platform we want to maximize uh, you know how our stories are told uh, online whether it's through social media, whether it's through video on YouTube, whether it's podcasts like uh, like this one, like the one that, that you and I uh, do in Washington and, and across, uh, you know, the one that other reporters do across other states. Um, it's, it's really similar work. Uh, the platform itself uh, is different. The goal, I think, at the end of the day is, is, is different um, at just at the company level. But, um, you know, it's, it's, the nice part is that is that you know Todd Millis, who I've just learned a tremendous uh, amount from back to when uh, I interned at the Tacoma News Tribune when he was there um, in in his final few years. Uh, you know he's he comes from a, a pr 
print journalism background. My jobs were almost exclusively in print journalism before joining SB Live. So we kind of take that, that print media work ethic and that the print media journalistic ethic and uh, apply it to a digital model. So, you know, the job itself is, is you know, pretty much the same. You know, we still write game stories, uh, you know, or do a little more observations. I've written a little bit more first person than I, than I ever have. Um, you know, in column work and, and, you know, uh, a little bit more analysis, but the, uh, the bones of what we do is very similar. Now, obviously COVID has impacted every industry, every business, every job across the country and across the world. Uh, at SB Live, we were positioned fairly well because we were online anyways, but we've had challenges of coming up with unique storylines uh, access to games now that they are being played again, uh, as well as access to coaches and, and student athletes. What has been the biggest challenge um, for you with, with the last 13 months or so covering high school sports? I think it's, it's keeping at the forefront, like, you know, how, and answering the question, like, how do we best tell the stories of the way this pandemic is impacting uh, high school athletes? And, you know, that's a, that's a really broad question. And the beauty of high school sports, the reason I, I love covering high school sports so much is, is because of the amount of stories with the more than 400 schools in Washington alone that we cover that are under our umbrella. Um, and the access uh, is so much different than it is at pretty much any other level, uh, especially as you get into the kind of major college and professional sports uh, rank where uh, you know, I, I don't really ever have problems uh, getting uh, interviews with, with whether it's athletes and coaches, uh, you know, and, and, and that part is, is really nice and it allows us to, to do a lot more. Um, but, you know, answering that question of like, how do we best, uh, you know, bring these stories to life of, of how this pandemic is impacting the kids, you know, that's happening at a time when, um, you know, we don't really have access to the kids in, in the ways that we traditionally do. We're not going to games. We're not going to practices because the world shut down. And so uh, that's kind of where we had to get creative a little bit in the outset uh, a year ago. And uh, what came out of it was some of the funnest stories I've ever written. There was a story I wrote about a, a Bay Area teenager who I think he was like 14 and he spent, uh, you know, he, after he got his homework, he'd spent hours every night recreating uh, the top high school rosters on NBA 2K and putting those out uh, for free for anyone to download. So, and that came from something I saw on Instagram where I'm like, is that Paulo Bancaro uh, in, a, in the NBA 2K game? How does that, how did that happen? And so uh, <laughs> went down the rabbit hole and came out with uh, you know, the 14 year old in, in the Bay area and stories like that, whether it's home workouts, uh, you know, uh, how this pandemic's impacted recruiting. Um, you know, we, the nice part, I guess the, the part about what we do is that, you know, this, the, our job uh, at the end of the day, telling these stories, that doesn't change. And so uh, we have to continually adapt to, uh, you know, the biggest story of probably both your and my lifetime, this pandemic and, and the many ways that it's impacted kids. And so, um, you know, it's been a challenge, but there's been a, a lot of fun byproducts along the way. Tremendous. I'm going to put you on the hot seat real quick. We're just going to go a couple rapid fire questions. Uh -oh. uh, since usually you're the guy that's trying to find a little bit more information about the subject of your stories. So let's, let's go really quick answers here. 
Favorite college team outside of Gonzaga? Ooh. Um, let's see. When As soon as my, uh, my cousin, Addie Reardon, who's a senior at Lake Ridge in, uh, the, in Oregon, as soon as she steps foot onto Puget Sound's campus, she's playing basketball there next year. That's going to be my answer. Uh, I'm, I'm riding for uh, the loggers. But I would have to say Oregon Ducks. Um, I grew up, both of my parents went to Oregon. I grew up a, a, a diehard uh, Oregon fan. Uh, and it was mainly because my dad's a diehard Oregon fan. Um, he, he lives and breathes Ducks. Uh, some of my, my most formative sports memories were, were with my dad watching those games. Uh, and so, you know, I, there's, there's still a, a big part of me, even as kind of the fan uh, side, the fan aspect of sports has, has waned a little bit. The irrational fandom has been replaced with, um, you know, an understanding that, that uh, that was formed uh, through, you know, a, a really strong connection with, with my dad and, and, and a love for, for college sports. Favorite athlete. Ooh, um, this one is I would have to say, grow. I, I watched Brandon Roy uh, play in, in Port, growing up in Portland, and the way that uh, he co- uh, captivated an entire city, the way he revived uh, an NBA franchise, and you know, obviously that from a purely a basketball standpoint, his career was cut short by injuries. But uh, just you know, now you and I both cover him and what he does at Garfield, and uh, it it's, seems like. A bit of a world ago I know you were teammates with Brandon in Portland uh, but it seems like a world ago that he uh, was was with the Blazers but you know being in Portland and, and uh, uh, watching that run uh, over those those years was was pretty special so I'd have to say Brandon Roy. Since you live in Portland Adidas or Nike? Oh uh, you know I would be have been inclined to say uh, Nike I have a lot of good friends that, that work there now but um, I uh, girlfriend Meg just got a job at Adidas, and, and so I'm going to go with Adidas. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time, Andy. It's, it was nice to be on a different end uh, interviewing you as opposed to combined with our podcast chat. So, again, for SB Live Sports, I've been covering the ISO. I'm Dan Dickout. Today's guest, Andy Bueller. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.